Sorry, that's just the sounds of Sophie's bones as they break as she stands up because she's ancient. Well, now you gotta uh, keep that in there. Under no circumstances, it's just gonna be silence and then people are gonna be like, bones, what? <laughs> that's uh, keeping it in there, So. We're back. Welcome back. We're still talking about Howl's Moving Castle. On. Yep. We're doing it. On City Wave Cinema. On City Wave Cinema. That's what I, uh, Who am I? <laughs> I don't know anymore. Fucking, I'm Howl. Apparently. That's America. I need to go to therapy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fiending for some skinny white boys with long Stop hair. Stop it. I am ah, so in love with you, and I feel so, like... <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel right now. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel. That's I'm going to drink That's my tea. Fine. <laughs> you just drink your tea. You just drink your tea and sit over there. Um, okay, so... Howl, Howl at this point has, has reached his, uh, he's almost died because he was sad. And then Sophie made him feel better with tea and nice words. Um, and so now he, uh, he, he has to figure out what he's going to do about the summons from the king. Because the king is summoning him and he made a whole thing about, I have to go if the king summons me. That's just the way it is, right? So he goes and he goes to Sophie and he goes, hey, what if instead of me going and dealing with my problems like an adult, what if you go and deal with my problems like the adult I wish I was? And we're going to still live in this. I'm a coward and I don't want to deal with any of this bullshit. Uh, and that's just going to be fine. And Sophie's like, but no, and then she does it anyway. Uh, and so Sophie has to go and pretend to be, has to go and pretend to be his mom. And she's going to go and she's going to tell Professor All Great and Powerful Oz that, uh, that Howl is just a big whiny bitch baby and he will be no good to the king whatsoever, right? So she goes and she gets escorted and picked up by a dog who we later learn is called Keen, and she just keeps talking to it like it's Hal because Hal said he would disguise himself and follow her. That is not the case. It is not Hal. It is Heen, the traitorous bastard dog. Now, I can't blame him. He can barely breathe, and he doesn't like going up and down steps. Same. So, same right now. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes, and on her way there, she ends up walking alongside the Wicked Witch of the West and her little demony guards, and they just verbally spar back and forth for a minute before... They get to the stairs, and now they have to climb the stairs. Well, the dog is like, you gotta carry me, but it doesn't speak English, so it's just like, <laughs> and so she picks him up and carries him up the way, uh, and 
the Wicked Witch of the West, who, as you might remember, has about 47 chins, um, also has to go up the stairs because they won't let her little gremlins carry her up there. Uh, and so they go, and it takes Sophie approximately 10 seconds to turn into a vicious Redditor. I love, I, mean, I love their little verbal sparring back and forth on it, the stairs. It's it's not even verbal sparring. It was verbal sparring when the witch was getting carried and Sophie was walking. And at the point that they hit the stairs and beyond, it's just a one-sided evisceration of another person. Uh, in which the witch just gets obliterated verbally by Sophie the whole way up. Like, don't you have legs that work and shit? Like, just mean, cruel comments. Tell you know Sophie's a teenager at heart. Um, I like the one, though, where she's a little like, what's that? You suddenly remembered how to turn me back? No, no? I don't know how. Well, you better start studying! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Truly, a, minus a, the fuck you. That's exactly what she says. A, a little bit of just some really, really good writing there with all the dialogue. Really funny. So it's a good scene. Um, so they get all the way up there, and the witch is just barely hanging on. I mean, she is sweating buckets like she is having a bad time. And Sophie's not having a great time, but you know, like she made it and she's okay. Uh, so they, they walk their way in, and the fucking witch spies a chair and goes, Ooh, chair, it's mine! And she sits down in the chair, and it's just still like, <laughs> And the dog fucks off. The dog disappears into a side passage, and Sophie still thinks it's Hal, so she, like, wanders after it. And then, uh, she gets towards the door, and... This guy is like, right this way, ma'am. And so she just follows that guy. It's like, okay, I'll go with you. Um, turns out that was the correct uh, mode, the correct thing to do, as about a second later, 17 light bulbs turn on, and the Wicked Witch of the West is assaulted by light and violence, somehow. Uh, and spooky, scary witch shadow men dance around her as she just wails and screams in torment because this is a kid's movie. It's rated PG. God knows why. Um, so Sophie goes in and has to talk to Suleiman and of course Suleiman knows that Sophie's not Howell's mother um, but she doesn't know what really is going on. And Sophie accidentally lets on. And then they drag in uh, the Wicked Witch of the West, who has been shriveled into a what the movie wants you to believe is a harmless old woman. It's her, it's her true form. Her true form is like a 130-year-old hag. Um, and she gets dragged on in there. And then uh, she's just like doesn't say where she's just like that's a pretty dog like she's just been reduced mentally to like not having cognizant thought um so they, they go through this whole process of discovering that something is afoot with the 
Suleiman, um, who rhymes with Saruman, which is how you know that she's the bad guy. Um, she's not really the bad guy. She though. is absolutely the bad guy. Are you kidding? She's the main villain in the movie. She is the entire antagonist. She started the war. She also ends the war and doesn't hurt anyone when she finds out what actually happened. Right. She ends the war that she started and she doesn't... This Okay. We're going to get to this a little while later and I'll go a little deeper on it then. But I, especially because I'm so inundated in D&D, I really don't like the nonstop tropes of giving wizards like so much power that they're just in control of kingdoms because she just doesn't need the king. Like the king doesn't need to be there the whole time. The king is irrelevant. Actually, the king doesn't do anything the whole time. He just summons witches and wizards and the wizards show up and they get conscripted into this army and turned into beasts in order to fight the neighboring kingdom because someone's son like went missing. It's a it's a really fucking finicky reason for a war. Um so anyways, Hal shows up disguised as the king. Because Hal is a child and does not understand the finer points of espionage. Um and I can't say that he's supposed to know the finer points of espionage, but he doesn't know any of the points of espionage as he shows up looking like, oh, I don't know, one very specific individual who also walks into the room at that time. Um, it's just a fucking shit show from there. And then we do a little bit of drugs and Hal does a bit of magic, gets them out and then does a bit more magic gets and somehow the dog ends up with them on the little speeder bike that they fly away on uh Sophie the witch and the dog all fly uh with Hal providing distraction duty back to the uh moving castle they crash into the moving castle because Sophie doesn't know how to fly uh Sophie flies like you fly um 100% and then they get, uh, Hal comes back a little while later, all fucked up, um, and we, we start the part of the movie where I discredit it as a movie for adults. Because no adult lets the fucking Wicked Witch of the fucking West stay in the castle. I mean, she doesn't have any magic powers anymore. Okay, and? Go be an adult somewhere else. You're ancient. You're supposed to be ancient. All of the people around the Wicked Witch of the West are children. They're all children, and she takes advantage of all of them. True. Hal is like 18. He's barely a human being. Sophie is also 18, and she doesn't know how to people. Like, the the fact that they let her stay is in itself correct because they are childlike, and they're naive, and they don't understand that she still has her mind. But she still has her mind. And in the end, the downfall of Howl's Moving Castle is directly her fault. Yes. And it is directly their fault that she is still there after so long. She doesn't provide anything. She's not doing anything useful. She's a drag on resources. 
She takes up space. She is just sort of there most of the time as a shell of a person talking to the fire and the dog, and she creeps Calcifer out, and Calcifer sees through everything. Calcifer saw immediately that Sophie had a spell on her. Calcifer is a demon. He knows that she is not right. Calcifer is the only fucking responsible party in this whole castle. And he said, I don't like her. She's looking at me funny. She's freaking me out. I don't like it. And they ignore him entirely and keep her ass there. And that is correct. That is what children would do. It is also so unbelievably stupid that it the, it lost me. Like, I was so deeply invested in this movie. I was having a great time. It was a fun and interesting movie. And then they were like, oh, she's harmless. And I was like, that's simply not true. That is not true. And she didn't even do anything to convince you that she was harmless. She's just there. And you just kept her here. I don't, like, it's, I, it's another one of Sophie's personalities is to be kind to people who have absolutely fucked up your whole life. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, under no, so even the most, even teenagers would be like, oh, you've done this terrible thing that has slighted me and ruined a lot of the things in my life. I would, and Sophie herself has said that she would like to strangle that bitch to death. I think she, like, gained some sympathy after watching how... Stop playing with the dice. Brutally fucked up uh, the other witch made her. I think also Sophie has a heart for forgiveness to a fault. Don't. Apparently don't be old and around James in any form of apocalypse. He will just oust your ass. Like, It's not the apocalypse. They could put her... Hal has so much power, he could just put a little space together for her and just leave her in there. You could even leave it connected to the castle. She can barely walk. Just leave her in that spot. Like, just let her be in it. And it, it'll be fine. Like, you can keep tabs on her. She's not in a vulnerable place where she can do damage if she does mean harm. And... You can feel good about yourself. It's a, No one thinks through solutions in these movies, and they're written to not think through solutions in these movies, and it's bothersome, but no one thinks, and thus the movie continues to happen. So, uh, the movie also just does not like fat people, and it's not anyone's fault except the movie. Um... I also did make a comment that I was like, leave it to the government to absolutely eviscerate that witch for no reason. Yeah. Um, oh my god, I just, there was so much time where I did not take notes. Well, talk about it now. So, a what, lot what happens am I talking about? all at once. Uh, they just got back. Mm. They crashed in the castle. Yes, they get back. Uh,. Hal comes back in his bird form again, and we have a brief dream. No. Yes? It's a dream. Where Are you talking about where <sighs> Sophie goes to talk to Hal? She goes to talk to Hal so many times. The one where he's, like, in the cave is a dream. Right. Okay. Then I'm a little caught up. <coughs> okay. 
But is that is that before the bombing happens or after the bombing happens? Before. Okay, so we're on track. A lot of stuff goes on all at once in the end of this movie. The third act is... Unplug that demon spawn! Alexa is not allowed! Stop talking to me! Alexa just keeps speaking into the night. I hate it. Jeff Bezos is in my house. That's twice in one week that bitch has gone off in the middle of the night for no reason. It's upsetting. Unplug your Alexas. <laughs> okay. So, the, uh, they crash into the castle. Sophie's sleeping on the ground. And it's another one of those times where when Sophie is sleeping, um, oh, pardon me. She looks like old Sophie. And all of a sudden, she like has white hair now, even when she's young. Which is weird, but okay. Um, I'd love to have silver hair. It's a hell of a dye job. So, the Hal comes back, and he's just tracking blood and bird footprints uh, up and into his chambers. And Sophie wakes up, sees these footprints, and tracks them with a candle... Uh, in her young form, which is, it's the first time she's in it, like, consistently, instead of just in flashes. Uh, and she follows him back, and she goes into Hal's bedroom, which now has a, a goopy, tr it's a goopy tunnel of trash. And just a menagerie of junk. It's like he's the Little Mermaid. Um, look at this stuff, isn't it neat? No, no, it's just goo. Uh, everywhere. And she pursues him down the tunnel and then follows his breathing because he's wounded and breathing. And she gets there and he's this horrible bird monster. And she's like, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. I love you. And he goes, I'm Batman. And he flies down the <laughs> tunnel farther uh, in his Batman Christian Bale voice. Uh, and then she wakes up still old um, in the in the house. Uh, and Hal comes down, totally normal, um, like regular old teenage boy Hal, uh, and he decides that it's about time that we readjust the way we're functioning. So they make themselves some, some magical symbols, and then he picks up, uh, uh, he picks up Calcifer in his hand and unleashes the power of Calcifer. Uh, in his demonic eyeball form. And they basically reset the doors to the castle. Um, one door goes to uh, his childhood home. One door goes to... It's not really his childhood home, but it's like... It's like his mind palace. It's his escape. Yeah, but it's also a physical place that's real. Yeah. Um... So one one door goes to there. One door still goes to the dark black pit of sadness where Hal lives. Um, and the uh, another door goes to a house in the back of the hat shop, um, which they turn into a flower shop. Or they're supposed to anyways. Um, so the idea is that the castle will stay 
out in the waste somewhere. Um, and the doors will connect them to Sophie's hometown, uh, Hal's mind palace, and Hal's deep dark recesses. So they they set all that up, and that's all fine and dandy. Um, and then <laughs> Sophie's mother shows up. Sophie's mother uh, can't believe that she's found Sophie. Uh, and is like, you're so old. I got married again, by the way. Your father, your new dad is rich. Wee! Goodbye. And just fucks off. Uh, but what she was really doing was planting some shit. Uh, to spy on Howl, kind of. Um, and uh, multiple things happen. There's a bag that is left on the table. Uh, the Wicked Witch of the West sees it. And this is where you really recognize that she has her own mind still, and this is only bad that she's still here. So, she fucking grabs this little goodie bag, reaches in there, and finds herself a prying eye snake or some shit. It's a big, long, black eel, uh, and she goes, I thought you would be better than this, Suleiman. And tells Calcifer to eat up and just and he just eats it immediately and he starts coughing and he is sick that she has poisoned him effectively then she digs more around for more stuff in the bag and comes out with a cigar and starts smoking it and it's this sickly sweet smoke and it's just everywhere and she is just like feeling like she's got the keys to the castle right now uh what her game plan is I don't know I don't know I don't understand why she did all those things. Um, other than I know she wants... To, she knew the bag was from Suleiman. And she wants to keep Hal safe. Because she wants his heart. Uh, so that's why, for sure, she goes to look for the snake. Why she grabs the cigar and starts smoking it to weaken Calcifer? I don't understand. Because Calcifer is also keeping Hal safe. Maybe it's because... She just doesn't want to have to deal with Calcifer when she goes to find his heart. Whatever the case, uh, Calcifer's weakened. She's choking the whole bitch out with the smoke. Um, and then an air raid starts, and the city starts to get bombed, which is bad. It's bad when that happens. Um, so a bomb gets dropped in the courtyard at the same time that Suleiman's ghoulish wizard goons have found them and start trying to break in. Um, they can't get through the door. Calcifer still has the strength to keep them out. However, a bomb does fall in the courtyard. Attached to this bomb is Hal, who has somehow kept it from exploding. Um, and he just looks exhausted and tired and shit. Um, so, they eventually get everyone back in the house. Hal goes off to fucking fight and stuff, and it occurs to them that they're going to bomb the hat shop, which is where the house is, and they change the door so that they're back in Hal's uh, castle rather than in the city. Um, but Hal is now in harm's way, so they need to get Hal out of harm's way and as well as try to save the shop. Um, 
which they basically can't do. So they do their best to unleash Calcifer to force the doors to reset. And Sophie does all this stuff to try and, uh, you know, make him feel like he can do it and all this. And they do all this great work and they do reset the doors. They get out of the shop and they basically just force that door to get closed, I guess. Um, and then... It just took a lot out of Calcifer, who, like, how, man, it just takes a lot out of Calcifer, and it just, I, the end of the movie is so fucking fast and confusing, and decisions get made that just shouldn't get made, um, they don't ever get rid of the witch, and it just, drives me fucking insane they fucking I'm gonna need to open up a goddamn synopsis because I don't remember the order of fucking events I feel like such a dumbass having to go back and read uh... okay um Holy shit, this is such a long thing. Um, oh my god, this is like actually super long. Oh, I've gone too far. Oh, now, now, now see, it's so confusing, I've gone too far into the plot. Uh, Second wave of bombs, ember full skies, retreats, horrors, ship goes down, explodes fireball, and cows for drifting, catching ports that have help. Make him try to help one of the reason for the response. They say, I'm going to be a champion, I'm going to be a champion, I'm going to be a champion, I'm going to be then they go back inside the castle. Sophie puts Calcifer back on the hearth and gets him to try to move the what's left of the castle closer to Hal so they can help. Calcifer is too weak. He asks Sophie to give him something of hers in order to make this work because he's too fucked up still from getting poisoned by the witch. Uh, so Sophie offers him her braid. Uh, which he just reaches right out, snatches it, eats it, and gets crazy stupid strong. Uh, he basically reassembles a smaller, less put-together version of the castle. Um, Sophie commends him, and he makes a joke about how he could have done more with her, uh, he could have done more with her eyes or her heart or whatever, but it yeah, it's just dialogue at that point. Um, it's at this point that the witch figures out that Calcifer has Hal's heart. 
and the witch steals it. Yeah. Just picks it up out of the hearth and on fire. Just like like just it's just so many fucking decisions happen in a row that I'm just enraged by at the end of this movie and it's it's if I was a kid I'd think it was the tits. But I'm not a child. I'm damn near in my 30s and I just hate shitty endings. So the witch figures out that the heart is there, grabs it out of the hearth, which collapses the fucking barely put together castle again. Um, it also catches her on fire. Uh, at, and Sophie, in all of her desperation to, oh, I don't know, be like a good person or some shit, thinks to herself that the best thing she can do is grab a bucket of water and toss it on the witch. The witch was burning. Um, I don't care. Okay. She can, she can catch fire. She's done a lot of terrible things to a lot of terrible, to a lot of people. Um. James is all done with the witch. Um, I was done the moment she was like, fuck you, Sophie. And she became the bad guy of the movie. Everyone except Hal is the bad guy, and Hal is also a bad guy. Um, so Sophie tries to take it. She doesn't let go. Throws water on the witch, which puts the witch out, but it also extinguishes Calcifer, which is kind of how you kill Hal. Now, it's been well established. They say that like several times. It's it's known that if Calcifer goes out, Hal will die. And it is Sophie's number one thought upon not being able to wrestle Calcifer away from the witch to throw water on the witch, which will save the witch. But in the recesses of her mind, she knows this will kill Howl. I think she's just panicking. I don't think she's thinking through anything alive. Well, she hasn't thought through a goddamn thing the whole fucking movie. I think she's just panicking and is, like, trying to do... She's trying to save everybody. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you shouldn't. This is a shouldn't time. Save who you can save. Not the witch! I'm still mad that she makes it to the end of the movie. Um. So... Upon extinguishing Calcifer, everything just falls apart all the way. Uh, Sophie and the dog. Yes. Sophie and Heen fall into a chasm. Everyone else stays on a barely held together platform on legs. Um, and Sophie wakes up at the bottom of this gorge. Uh, uninjured. Uninjured by witchcraft. Obviously. Um, she is immediately regretting everything that she did because, of course, she knows if you put water on Calcifer, you kill Howl. And she loves Howl. So, obviously, she's made this terrible mistake in trying to save the witch. Duh! The witch is also the bad guy. Like, I just... Mm, I'm not a protagonist in any movie. Because I don't... I don't put up with bullshit. Um, You're like an anti-hero. Uh, yeah. 
very much that when funny you say that when uh when i was in high school my church group did a uh uh summer camp where we basically were free employees for the camp yeah they do that uh uh-huh. so we w- we went all the way to dallas from colorado to staff a camp at unt and it was right around when the first avengers movie had come out and so they wanted to do like everyone ha- we had like team shirts but we couldn't afford to get them printed so we got a bunch of black t-shirts and puffy paint and a couple of people just handmade the shirts for everybody which was super cool i think i still have mine somewhere um but they i was one of the younger people going so they came to me last because i had last priority or whatever the fuck uh but the, uh, they ran out of superheroes basically and what I was left with was a bunch of people I didn't know in Deadpool. And so I picked Deadpool. And everyone was like, that makes so much sense. And now, at 28 years old, that makes so much sense. I am an anti-hero. I also am. So, you, Well, you're a Slytherin. They're all anti-heroes. Or straight up bad guys. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how they wrote it. It's not my fault. It's just how it got written. Anyways, uh, Sophie is sad. Heen is like, stop being sad. But he's a dog, so he can't say that. He just goes, because <gasps> his lungs don't work, apparently. Um, Sophie asks her ring that Hal gave her a million years ago if Hal is still alive. And it shoots a little beam of light into the side of the gorge. And so she wanders over there, knocks down a piece of debris, and there's the front door. Wow, crazy. It's intact. She opens the front door. It's on, as you'll notice, the black dial, which means she's going into Hal's super secret sad boy cave where emo music plays 100% of the time. Um, It's just 21 Guns by Green Day at all times. <laughs> so she walks in there and uh, finds herself back at Hal's like super secret cottage. Um, and the ground starts trying to eat her feet. And she's watching these shooting star magic things fly around and skip off the water like it's some sort of cosmic event. And then she sees little baby Howl at uh, probably like 16 years old. Maybe 15, maybe 12. I don't know. He's a kid. He was young. He's a kid. And he's just out there amongst the water and the plants. And uh, Calcifer bumps off his head. Uh, because now we've established and now we're back in time somehow. Um, so he takes the demon little sparkly baby boy and looks at it and then he just drinks it. He just drinks it into his mouth and then he goes, like an anime character does. And out of his chest comes this glowing blue thing that catches fire and then the world sucks Sophie out of it and she hollers at the kid, I know how to save you. Come find me in the future. And she's gone. Yes. And she gets kicked back out of the door at the bottom of the gorge um, with Keen. And uh, the door collapses in on itself. And there uh, 
is Howl in mostly bird form, with kind of Howl's face still hanging on there by by a tiny bit. So she uh, she apologizes for taking so long. Asks him to take him to Calcifer. Uh, kisses him. Kisses him on his face. Uh, and of course, he's mostly bird, so he doesn't react at all. It's kind of like kissing a doll. Um, and he takes off in flight with her hanging on to his one bird foot. Um, flies all the way to, <laughs> flies all the way to the, uh, uh, platform that Markle, the witch, and Calcifer's dead body is still on. And uh, he lands, immediately collapses, and then all the feathers get stripped away, and he's just like a mostly unconscious howl sitting there. Um, which is very anticlimactic, because now it's like, oh, okay, he's fine. Um, he's just a little asleep. It's fine. Uh, and so she goes, and what you want Sophie to do right in this moment is kick that old woman in the face take Calcifer and knock that bitch off the platform into the gorge. That's what you want to happen. What happens instead is she hugs her, gives her a hug, gives her a little kiss on the side of the head and goes, yes, I need that. Give that back to me now, please. And the witch goes, fine. Because no one can stand by a conviction in a movie ever. Uh, except Calcifer. Except Calcifer, who, as will happen momentarily... Uh, is going to fuck off. Uh, she takes Calcifer, basically brings him back to life, jams him into Hal's chest. Hal goes, <gasps> wakes up, and Calcifer pops out in spirit form and is like, I'm free! You know, like Billy Crystal does, and just fucks off into oblivion, um, which is exactly what we anticipated happening. Um, and at this point, Sophie just looks like Sophie. Uh, she with just, short gray hair, with, though. Yeah, with short silver hair, and she just has been for a couple of mo movie minutes. Like it's, she's just, it, it. All gets real confusing because eventually it's kind of like the curse just stops working, and she just stops looking like an old woman for whatever reason. It's not explained. Um, the deal is that Calcifer will fix her, but at no point in time does Calcifer actually do that. Uh, so. Then, uh, yeah, they proceed. Oh, no, then... They live happily ever after. No, no, because the Scarecrow still has to save them from falling down the cliff because the shit breaks oh, because well, Calcifer yeah, fucks Calcifer off. Oh, yeah, because leaves. That's right. Calcifer fucks off. The, everyone falls over. Hal's still mostly not functional. Uh, and they're just sliding down a cliff. And then... The Scarecrow leaps to action uh, because he is there whenever Sophie needs him. Plants himself right in front of the thing, digs his pole into the ground. It snaps. Uh, he stops them before they fall in all the way. Then they fall the rest of the way. Uh, and they, they make it out okay. But the Scarecrow is just in pieces. And then she, like says thank you and this is where you figure out if you haven't already that Sophie is basically a witch uh, because she says thank you for saving us and kisses him on the cheek and then he turns into a real boy also also can we talk about how sad it is for Turniphead 
slash the prince because that like Sophie's his true love and she oh, kisses yeah. him on the head. That's some fuckery, by the way, to just really monkey wrench the ending of your movie. Is the the wicked witch goes? Oh yeah, you were that prince who had the curse cast on him that uh the only a true love's kiss can change you back into the prince. And he goes, "Yep." And then she goes, "Ah, oh, too bad. Sophie loves that guy." <laughs> Yeah, like, too bad your true love found somebody else. And I was just like, this poor dude. And then he's like, he's like, okay, well, I'll go stop the war. And then I'll come back and see if you've changed your mind. Like, what kind of ending is that? And, of course, she won't. And she won't be back where you think she is because she's in love with Hal. And Hal is in love with her back. And they're going to go live happily ever after. Well, he's... Hal's in love with the way his face looks. Um, so... Oh, you were you were saying he was also in love with her. Yeah. I just heard that he was in love with her back. Because that's what you said. Well, also the front of her, but like... <laughs> you just said, and Hal's in love with her back. That was the sentence that came out of your mouth? Yes, and I was but it ch- makes sense if you listen to the words that no, I said. No, because if... Oh, my God. Anyways, they all live, I presume, happily ever after. Except for the prince. Except for the prince. Calcifer comes back and it's like, I missed you guys. I got bored. And so Calcifer helps them make a new flying version of the castle. Uh, the prince is going to be sad and alone and just have to jerk it for the rest of his life. Um... Sophie is finally convinced that she's not an ugly hag. Um, the Wicked Witch is just like, I'm a grandma! And lives in the back and just sort of watches Markle play. Um, and, and Hal has learned to care about someone other than himself. Yeah. And and that's the end of the movie. Yay! And, and it's just like, man, after all that shit, she still gets to stay with you on the airship. At least, like, just put her in a village somewhere, man. Like, give her, like, food and stuff when she needs it, but fucking, you really just gonna, like, keep her with you? She's a proven hazard to everyone around you. And she still has a crush on Hal. Like, it's not like she just gave up the crush. She just gave up the heart and was like, fine. You do it. Like, it's just, that sucks ass. I'd like to read the book to figure out if the book sucks ass, but the movie was great until the third act, and then it sucked ass also. So, we're 0 for 2 on Miyazaki movies. Um, This one was way better than the other one, though. Spirited Away is some fucking bullshit. We haven't watched my favorite yet, so we'll have to see. I'm willing to bet that we're just going to keep watching Miyazaki movies, and they're all going to be some of the prettiest, most horror story execution movies ever. And it's a real shame that Hamtaro isn't coming to work this week. And he's not even coming in until Tuesday next week. And I'm going to have to bitch about it next week after I've forgotten about everything in the movie. Well, next time we will be watching A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Because that's what was going oh, on. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, a movie I don't have to fucking rip to pieces because it's already bad. And they make a point of pointing it out all the time. Until then, hopefully I'm feeling better. (laughs) And we'll... Seth MacFarlane's in it. He's hilarious. I hate Seth Seth MacFarlane's the main character. I hate Seth MacFarlane. You shouldn't hate him. He's great. He's funny. He's an awful person. Goodbye.